High above the chimney top, that's where you find me, oh, somewhere over the rainbow, bluebirds fly, and the dream that you did to, oh, I, oh, I can't
face. Filthy as hell. That is bona fide badass. Hit it, Maestro. Listen up, ass face. Ass, ass face. You're getting some ass. Yeah, baby. <laughs> 775-357-FANS or 775-376-EZEZ. Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent yep. and horrifying news story. Yep. And I need all of you to stop what yep. you're doing and listen. It has happened again, ass family. We have been stolen from. God damn it. Now look, look, truth be told, I used to be a big fan of this guy named Dave Portnoy, the guy who started Barstool Sports. So much so that he's the, the one-bite pizza guy. I like him. I like it. I like his chutzpah. I like him. I even wrote him an email once saying, hey, I would like to bring my show on to Barstool Sports. Never heard back from him. I know why I didn't hear back from him. You know where he got all his money, where it started? First of all, he, he wrote a book about seven months after my first big stand-up show talking about how sharks don't like people because people are in their house. Hmm, I wonder where he heard that one first from. Oh, that's right, that'd be yours truly. Stolen! And then today, as I'm taking my morning constitution and looking at the Facebook, I see a brand new post by the people at the Barstool Sports. Who's the biggest weirdo in the world? And it's called their brackets. That's right, they're running it just like we run Celebrity Ass Deathmatch. 16 of them, how convenient. I have 16. This is the first time I've ever seen this. Oh, I'm heated. And then some joker, Joey McClure, trying to be funny. You ain't. Because you see, everything that was stolen that we used to talk about way back in the day, it's all stolen from me. My brain. God damn. Oh, I'm heated. Heated about that. By the way, for everybody, Ratburger just texted me. Hot Mama, who was the first one here today. That was Miley Cyrus doing the Heart of Glass cover because today is Friday cover songs. Can't wait until somebody steals that idea from me. Hey, we're just going to play cover songs on Friday. Hmm. Where'd you get that one from? Oh, I just came up with it myself. Bullshit. (sighs) I am actually in a great mood too today. I mean, it's Friday, people. How can you be in a bad mood on Friday? Oh, I'll tell you, you have people steal from you. That's how. But, I I, I mean, today was, look, I was fired up because it was Friday to begin with. Hot Mama, first one here, says, happy Friday, yes, ass. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, we see, well, hello, Friday, and good morning, ass family. Missed you all. Hangtown Jen is in the house. We have missed Hangtown Jen. And we do have a celebrity-ass deathmatch today, by the way. The world's, the, the, the Mount Rushmore of the greatest doctors. That's right, doctors. When we get to the list, you will understand it. These are all doctors. We have to have the Mount Rushmore of doctors. But yes, we're doing that. Braddy Kidd says, good morning. Well, good morning, Braddy Kidd. I hope that you have an extraordinary day. She said, I thought I was late. Let's go. Hang down, Jen's smiling. Fred says, good morning, y'all. 
What's up, Fred? How you doing? Uh, I've missed the ever-loving shit out of you. I swear this real-life work shit is going to be the death of me. I understand, Jen. I understand. Alicia says, morning all. Hey, Jen. Derek says, good morning, ass family. Thank God it's finally fucking Friday. Woo! Yes, that was Miley. Fred says he loves today's jokes. Uh, let, let's see. What, what, what are today's jokes? Hold on a second. Let me, let me, let me tell the jokes. Get them out of the way because I have daily observation to get to here in a second. New, n- new little feature we just started yesterday, the daily observation. Uh, let's see. Uh, what is Stephen Hawkins' least favorite form of comedy? Stand-up. What's green and smells like pork? Kermit's finger. And why do people in Tennessee like having sex doggy style? So they can both watch wrestling. There you go. Those are the jokes today. Uh, He needed those good, good, good. Mark in Detroit says, good morning, ass family and Arnie. Finally got the air fryer last week. Just wow. Makes portion control easier, and the food cooked in it is great. I have found the same. I'm not cooking my tater tots long enough for some reason. Uh, Jenny Lynn says, good morning. Happy Friday. Arise says, good morning. Sassy Pammy in the house. Good morning to you as well. I thought you were changing your Mount Rushmore at first, LOL. I was like, spoiler alert, Arnie is telling us how much matchups are going. No. Yes, I do drink uh, soda for breakfast. I also drink uh, liquid IV. When I have my morning breakfast, I have a, a bottle of liquid IV. And that and today was tangerine flavor. Wow. Stackar says, took me 110 days, but finally got my old Facebook page back. But when they ban you, it takes a second. Yeah. What did you get banned for, Stackar? Doug says, Facebook is fucking commies, and they're all out of control with their censorship. Amen to that, brother. Now, today's daily observation, I didn't even know this, this barstool sports thing was going to happen. Literally, it, it happened right when I was on the pot. Today's daily observation has to do a little bit with stealing, stealing and, 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 and all that kind of stuff, a few of them here. First daily observation of the day is, yesterday, I did my due diligence. I went to Arby's, and I had their new rib sandwich. And a very, very dear friend of mine, uh, we'll say his name rhymes with Tommy, told me how good this rib sandwich was at Arby's. Jenny Lynn says, I got banned on Facebook, and it was so salty about it, I deleted my Facebook. Don't blame you. I got hacked. I guess I moved to Russia and didn't know it. Okay. All right. So I went to Arby's. First of all, they don't put enough sauce on it. And, and by the way, pork is not supposed to taste gamey. That was one of the worst things I've ever had. I, and I don't know what the white sauce they put on there. I, I, I don't know if a guy jerked off on my sandwich or what. But I will never. Ever get that sandwich again? That was disgusting. The the new Arby's rib sandwich. Thank God, th- this is a true story. We went to uh, yesterday was Thursday, and if you know the show, you know that Thursday I, I travel. Don't not really travel, but but we go to Bucky's to get my Copenhagen for the week. Bucky's yay! Bucky's yay! Now now our goal is to hit all the Bucky's in Texas. And we got the one that's uh, up in Royce City, took care of that one. The one up in McKinney, got that one out the way. So now we had to hit the one in Terrell. By the way, Terrell, Texas, Terrell, Texas is 
where Jamie Foxx grew up. And there's no, like, plaque or anything, and, and I understand because there's no plaque in Garland for me. So so I went to the Tarot Buckies, got my Copenhagen. Braddy Kid got yet another onesie from Buckies. Crazy ass. And then right across, like, like about two miles away, there was an Arby's. So we said, all right, we'll hit Arby's up. Next door to Arby's, thank Christ there was a McDonald's. Because let me just tell you, I ate that Arby. I ate about half that Arby sandwich. Finally, got some sauce in there. Disgusting. Three words. Disgusting. God, that was so bad. Oh. So, we just crossed over the parking lot, went to McDonald's, got me two McRibs. Don't fuck with the original. Hey, Barstool, don't fuck with the original. No, 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 no. We don't, we, we don't need another rib sandwich. We get this. We get our perk every year about this time from McDonald's. We don't need your shitty rib sandwich. Now, speaking of other sandwich places. Remember last stand-up show I did, I talked about Subway and the guy who, who has enough pull to test 60 feet, not 60 pounds, 60 feet worth of their tuna, and they found absolutely zero tuna DNA or any kind of fish DNA. Well, it has come out now. The DNA they found in the tuna sandwiches at Subway is chicken, pork, and cattle. Chicken, pork, and beef. That is not tuna. Jesus Christ. If I want a tuna sandwich, I don't want chicken, pork, and cattle in there. I want tuna. Ugh. Arby's rib sandwich is good. No, it's not, but the McRib is hands down better. The, the Arby's rib sandwich is disgusting. It, it, it's the worst thing I've ever tried. That, honestly, I would put it up there with Brussels sprouts and cauliflower. That's how bad it is. Uh, Jenny Lynn says, Arby's is always disappointing. McDonald's is consistent. Douglas says, got to stick with the beef and cheddar or the French dip. Those are, yeah, look, look, the beef and cheddar is my go-to. If I go to Arby's, you got to get the beef and cheddar. And I don't know about y'all. But the Arby's sauce that Arby's uses is different than the packet Arby's sauce. That, that, that mixture of Arby's sauce, beef and cheese grease, it makes a whole different kind of sauce. And it's so good. But it's different than the Arby's sauce. And I like Arby's sauce. Don't get me wrong. McDonald's is meh. Hey, hey I, I understand, but McRib is the shit. Uh, Stackar says, I forgot I had my first McRib on Wednesday. Yes, I asked for extra pickles. Those motherfuckers put about 15 pickles, the perfect amount. Uh, now, to end my daily observation, I will say this. The, the, the celebrity that is the equivalent of Subway is Paris Hilton. Paris Hilton got married last night. By the way, this is all for a reality show. This marriage is not going to last. I'm just letting everybody know. I'm covering this story so I can say, yes, I covered this story. But in the daily observation, this is the things I see that happen. And I, I, I saw that someone stole from me. I saw that Arby's is dog shit and that Subway is a bunch of damn liars. 
and they put pork and chicken and meat in their in their tuna. And then there is Paris Hilton, who got married last night. Good for her. Blah blah blah. I give it literally four and a half months, and I'm being very, very generous there to give her four to four and a half months. Now, to finally start the show, which we have, uh, today is cover song day, so nothing but cover songs. We have Celebrity Ass Deathmatch also to get to. Yesterday, I, I, I got to tell you, Joe Biden stepped in it again, and, and uh, Arised, I have to say, Arised sent me the story like right after it happened. And I kind of blew her off, and I, I got to say to Arise, I'm, I'm sorry. Like, I do have, I, I, I'm looking at my Atlanta Black Crackers hat. Now, if you go to Kansas City Royals baseball games, you'll see in left field, way up in the stands, it is also the home of the Negro Leagues Hall of Fame. Now, yesterday, Joe Biden, he, he let something slip. And I didn't think it was that big a deal because he mentioned the quote-unquote Negro Leagues. Now, I have the Atlanta Black Crackers. It's a uh, a navy blue hat with a big gigantic A on there, of course. And on the side, it says Negro Leagues. So I I, I got the hat for the A and the the fact that I can wear a hat that says Negro on it. So I, I, I think that's just funny on every level. But I guess, I guess that Joe went too far, and he didn't really describe just the Negro Leagues. He went further. You know, I've adopted the attitude of the great Negro at the time. Pitcher in the Negro Leagues went on to become a great pitcher in the pros in Major League Baseball after Jackie Robinson. His name was Satchel Paige. Now, see... The correct way would have been to say, I've adopted this from the great pitcher who started in the Negro Leagues. He would have been able to get away with that, okay? And people wouldn't be running this all over the place, but... You know, I've adopted the attitude of the great Negro at the time. The great Negro at the time. Jesus, Joe. I tell you, every time this guy opens his mouth, it's a fucking party. Yeah, I, I, I mean, honestly, like. I've adopted the attitude of the great Negro at the time, pitcher in the Negro Leagues, went on to become. And by the way, Central Page, if you didn't hear my commentary there, he would have been a great pitcher in, in May. And, and by the way. There's a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff, if you know baseball. Satchel Page was supposed to be the player that broke the color barrier. But he was a little bit too, um, how do I say it? I, I don't want to, he was a little bit uh, brash, if you will. They needed someone like, ja- and I'm not, I'm not putting Jackie Robinson down, but Jackie Robinson wasn't quite as outspoken as Satchel Page was. And Satchel didn't get into the league for a little while. Satchel wasn't even the second player. Satchel Page and Josh Gibson were probably the two best players. Jackie Robinson was a great player. I'm not trying to put Jackie down. But when it came to the Negro Leagues, 
You had Satchel Page and you had Josh Gibson. Josh Gibson, that's what I said. Those two were two of the greatest baseball players to ever play, major or any other league. Josh got in, and Roy Campanella, too. Um, but they didn't get in until later, and Satchel Page was in his mid to late 40s when he finally broke into Major League Baseball. But, but really, Joe, you've adopted that. You've adopted Satchel Page's work ethic. I, I don't think so. The more that they attack free speech and rewrite this, uh, what is PC and not, the more that the left will eat their own. Joe's a racist piece of shit, and I mean he really is a racist person, and the libs just look at him with those rose-colored glasses. Amen. <laughs> His <laughs> stacker says, LOL, Joe Biden's speechwriter is just standing like they're like, what the fuck, man, just read the screen. I didn't put that in there. I did not put the word Negro in there. So, of course, the everybody who, who wants to put down good old Joe. Hey, I got to give credit, though. Joe went to the Tomb of the Unknown Soldier yesterday. Good for him. I'm sure he was lost. Or he kept asking people, who's there? What a dick. What a dick. Speaking of dicks... How I I I I, I Buenos dias, Ogre. How are you, my friend? I don't understand this. A co-founder of the group Black Lives Matter, a guy named Hank Newsom, has come out and said if Mayor Elect Eric Adams brings back law enforcement policies that worked so well in the past. He's hyper, he's being a jackass there. By the way, Eric Adams is a black man, only the second black mayor of New York City. New York City! Yeah, a little late on that one. Um, the co-founder of Black Lives Matter has said, quote, we promise New York City. New York City! A little bit better there. Riots fire, and bloodshed. Isn't that a terroristic threat? To come out and say that if you hire back police and you go back to the old way of policing, which is upholding the law, I guess, we are going to riot, set the city on fire, and cause massive bloodshed. Is that not a terroristic threat? I mean, I, I, I look, look I, I'm the first one that will stand up for everyone to have their freedom of speech. But when you're the co-founder of a large group and, and you say that, like if Hamas were in America and they were to say, hey, if you get rid of hummus at any grocery store in this country, we're going to fucking blow your shit up again. Shouldn't we? Shouldn't we? Shouldn't we say something? Lake Tahoe Joe says that's Chicago. Oh, Chicago's on fire already. Chicago's fire isn't being put out. I, I have an update about Chicago police in the next segment. But my God. Come on. Come on. All these people that want to, everybody who got canceled for saying all lives matter, 
How awful do the I, I, I mean, they got to be just going, what the fuck? We can only say Black Lives Matter? And Black Lives Matter wants to burn down the city? Douglas's BLM is such a great and peaceful organization, and parents are domestic terrorists. LOL, welcome to Biden's America. <laughs> Gee, thanks. Speaking of dicks, Buenos Dias, perfect timing. Uh, Douglas says, impeach Mayor Beetlejuice. Look, the liberal stronghold, I know, I, I just sounded like probably Rush Limbaugh there. <laughs> the liberal stronghold in Chicago. There is a gigantic liberal stronghold in Chicago, though. And you will see Mayor Lori Lightfoot reelected. I'm not kidding. And, and let me say, when Chicago reelects Lori Lightfoot, they deserve everything they get. You want to talk about Black Lives Matter? I'll talk about Black Lives Matter. Where have they been in Chicago? Hmm? 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 They have it. <laughs> Douglas says he likes my Rush voice. I didn't listen to Rush very much. Rush was too preachy, and I try not to get too preachy on the show, but I liked Rush. Rush was funny to me. <laughs> Ghost says, hey, Bill, go ahead and fuck around and find out. Y'all found out in Kenosha, just saying. New York City, fuck it. They should have had to live with the policies they vote on. You're damn right. And, and look, look, I'm supposed to go to New York next year. I don't know if I want to go to New York. There's a story about se- a, a group of seven hoodlums that beat the living piss out of a dude with a bat, like a tire iron and shit, just for walking down the street. And they had video of it. And ain't nobody arrested yet. Come on, man. It's real easy. All you got to do... Do your fucking job. And then... Come on, man. That's it. That is it. But the stupidity doesn't stop there. Oh, God, no. It keeps trucking on. Only LeBron's life matters. Yeah, in LeBron's mind. Jesus Christ. Um, oh, where do I have this? Uh, oh, th- that, this, is, this is where we jump the shark. What about those who vote against her and actually want a better Chicago, like us in California who have to suffer the tyranny of the libtards? Well... Let me tell you, I'm glad you asked about who you vote for. Woke academics, so woke liberals, are now being accused of sour grapes after insisting white Republicans who vote for black candidates are still racist. In the wake of the GOP's shocking Virginia gubernatorial victory. What they're doing is they're pointing right at the brand new lieutenant governor of Virginia, who is a black woman, a Marine, and they said, well, those Republicans are still racist. They voted for a black candidate. Just, just, this is the thing. This is why, this is why they have completely (laughs) jumped the shark when it comes to using the word Racist. 
a racist wants to hold down another group based on the color of their skin, okay? The last thing a racist would do would to be ever to help a person of different color, to give them money, to hold them up high. What I'm saying is to vote for them would never happen. This is the thing that I hate more than anything is that we, the people, are treated like such fucking morons by a group of people that are far more stupid than we are. Anyone who would insist to say that white Republicans who voted for black candidates are still racist, why don't you just shut your fucking mouth and know what a racist is? Dick cheese. All the idiots in California who claim that Larry Elder was the black face of white supremacy. Do you know what white supremacists probably said about that? I get, I, I, let, me, let me just say this. I guarantee. The word monkey is going to be used in there somewhere. I'm not kidding. This idea, and and and, and I was watching the, the the show that I've, I've joined Hulu to watch this Letter Kenny show. They had a little funny back and forth in an episode I watched last night about homophobia. Now, saying something is gay, I guess, is homophobic. If you say, "Oh, I I, I went to that party; it was gay," you're being homophobic. Now, that's just stupid. That, that, that's stupid. First of all, the word homophobic is stupid. We've already covered that. But this is the mindset of these people, okay? I did vote for the black face of white supremacy. Doug- well, Douglas, you're still a racist, though, according to Stanford University Assistant Professor Hakeem Jefferson, and the University of Cal professor, Michael Tesler, they claim that white conservatives voting for black Republican candidates are often still racist. No, they aren't. No, they aren't. I think that once you vote... Whoa, 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 whoa hold on a second here. I... <laughs> what about all the white people that voted for Barack Hussein Obama. Were they still racist? What about the people that voted for him and and then agreed with his terrible policies? Now, I never voted for him, which makes me racist, obviously. Dick cheese. Now, that's one that hasn't been used in a while and is not used often enough. Dick cheese. Okay, I'll work on that. Dick cheese. I prefer dick hole. When I call somebody something, because it's a, you're a dickhole. But I like dick cheese, too. They claim their decision, uh, they say that the, the people's decision to vote for black lawmakers is motivated more by a bipartisanship than open-mindedness.
this is why you can't call these people racists. Because because open-mindedness and, and racists do not go hand in hand. If you're a racist, you're a closed-minded person. The end. You will never, ever vote for a black candidate if you are a real racist. And they're trying to say that, yes, they are real racists. These people are just as bad as the Klan members. They're just as bad as the Aryan Nation, uh, skinheads, all this. This, to me, is why we can't get anything done in this country. We sit here and what we do is we try to find the most hurtful name that we can call somebody. And we throw that at them. We don't, we, th- there's no more uh, ramping up. Okay, it, it, it's, it's zero to a thousand miles an hour. In no seconds at all. Oh, they disagree with me? Well, they're a racist. I mean, that, that's pretty quick. Good morning, Brett. How are you, my friend? I mean, it's so dumb. And, and you're going to see how dumb it is here in just a little bit when we talk about COVID. Because we still have to talk about the horrible and deadly. Bum, bum, bum. But before we get to that, let's get to another gru- uh, group of racists. You know, those parents, they're not really racist, they're terrorists. Because once again, you go from zero to 1,000. Parents in Loudoun County, you know, where that young girl was raped in the bathroom by a boy who was wearing a skirt. And the boy's mom came out last week and said, well, she should have self-defended herself. Whoa. Whoa, whoa, she was 15. She should have been able to fight that off. That's what the boy's mom said. And she also said he didn't mean to anally rape her. He missed the other hole. I'm not making this up. And then the school board, they, they hid the story. And they moved the boy to another school where there's another act of sexual penetration against someone against their will. Parents have come out and said, we're still here, even though the election is over. We're reminding the Loudoun County Public Schools, the school board outside its Tuesday meeting. They need to know that we're not celebrating. We're not spiking the ball because young can win one. We're not going away because every day something else has been uncovered with what they've done or associated with or are not willing to do. These parents, I give it up to the Loudoun County parents that are going back to get rid. Until they can get this school board out of there, they're going to show up each and every. They are putting, they've got skin in the fucking game. I highly respect that. So the mom not only espouses a lack of responsibility, puts the blame on the victim, and legitimizes the concept of the oop spot. Uh, Correct the mundo. Yeah, yeah. Uh, cut off her nipples and feed them to the ducks and hang her from the highest gallows. Fuck her. I couldn't believe it. Like, like I think it came out last weekend. 
that she said the girl should have defended her. She was 15. She could have defended herself. Like, literally, nothing really takes my breath away. But I felt like that Till Tuesday song. That's who sings Take My Breath Away, right? Take my breath away. I mean, I mean, like, like when I heard that, I was like, oh, my God. Like, spe- I was left speechless, and I talk for a living. Uh, you know what? We got to find the exact quote. Hold on here a second. Uh, Mom of Loudoun County Rape Rapist. Why is my all caps lock on? Oh, here we go. Oh, I don't want to read some of this, I think. Uh, He depicted the rape as an accident, telling his mother he didn't mean to insert himself into her anus and was surprised when it called her pain. He said he was intending for vaginal and ended up for 10 seconds in the anus, the mom recalled. Oh, here it is. You guys ready? Here you go. Turn this up. Quote, if I was in a position where I was about to be raped, I would be screaming, kicking everything, the mother said. You're 15. You can reasonably defend yourself. You're not just going to sit there and take it. And so because there wasn't a presence of a fight, he felt it was okay to keep going. So in this woman's eyes, no doesn't necessarily mean no. Uh, How is it that not every woman's group in America has descended upon this mother? Where is the hashtag Me Too movement? The girl said no. What if he had a knife? What if he said he had a knife? And would cut her head off if she screamed. Are you going to scream then? By the way, speaking of knives, holy shit. I got my Bowie knife back from the knife sharpening place. That thing went through paper like a, uh, like a hot knife through butter. Dude showed it to me and he goes, he goes, I have to legally warn you. This is what we call dangerously sharp. If you drop it on your foot, you'll probably cut your foot off. Break in my house, motherfucker. I'll cut your damn fucking head off. Wow. I'm I'm stunned by this mother. And it was last weekend, so of course that's why nobody's losing their minds, because it's a weekend. Hangtown Jen says, what the fuck? I'm actually speechless as a mom of sons. I could not imagine... Blatantly defending my son's illegal actions was such bullshit. You have to be better than that. I think it was last week or the week before we learned that the girl can't say no anymore, or she can't say no, but it's more appropriate for her to say yes. She has to say yes means yes, it means it's okay, maybe. He was confused with the new rules. <laughs> Andy says, I would murder the entire family if, I were, if that were my daughter. Just saying, house fires happen. Oh, I understand. I get it. 
I'm glad that you guys are having the same. When that mother said that, I, I was watching TV, and they, they, they showed the clip, and I was like, not of the mother. They just put the words up there. And, and by the way, by the way, the anchors that read the story said nothing about it. Said nothing about it. They just read it, and they moved on. How, that's something you can't just read and move on. When the mother of a raper, and you know what? I bet you, I bet you dollars to donuts that some bitch walked in at home and said, Mom, I'm so not a raper. But you are. I'm glad the parents in Loudon are still active. Good. That school board is horrible. Don't cut yourself. Okay, I'll I'll try. It's sheathed right now. It's sheathed in the go position. Oh, and they sharpened my my automatic out the front knife, too. Tested that out. Fucking beautiful. Does this cuntsicle have any idea how much rapists and psychopaths heard her and are cheering on the concept that their victims have to fight more? Where the fuck is that shit staying Obama now, huh? Are people still overreacting, Barack, huh? Yeah. Isn't it isn't it that isn't that a doozy? So young ladies out there, if you're about to be attacked, you have to fucking throw up. You have to tire yourself out. I guess if you tire yourself out from fighting, then the rape's just going to be happening. And you'll have to go back to something that I heard in the first election I ever voted in. This is a true story. The first election I ever voted in was the governor's race here in the great state of Texas, where incumbent Democrat Ann Richards, who I did not like, and I didn't know what I was, if I was a Republican or a Democrat. I was a dumb 18-year-old kid. I did not like Ann Richards, but I voted for her. Why? Because the moron running against her, oh, uh, Clayton, oh, I can't think of his name now. Clayton, it, it, he, he was a moron. They asked him, first of all, where's Ann? Because her jet, there was a bad storm. She was supposed to be a debate. Clayton Williams, that was it. Um. Our jet was late getting to the debate because of weather issues. Everybody in this, Clayton Bigsby, no, almost. Uh, the whole state of Texas was weather, all that kind of shit. So everybody knew her plane was going to be delayed. And Ann Richards has, has been a, a, she was at the time, rest her soul, uh, a recovering alcoholic. And I think she was like two or three years sober at that point. So she was still, you know, learning and being sober. First thing he did was he goes, oh, I, she's probably out having a drink. Bad move, man. Bad move. Hey, hey look, look, you're going to fuck with alcoholics. And at that time, I was a raging alcoholic and my dad was in recovery. That wasn't a cool thing to say. But then they asked him about the subject of rape. He says, well, if it's happening, then it's un- in- uh, in- inevitable. So you should just sit back and enjoy it like the weather. He told rape victims, 1990, to sit back and enjoy it because there's nothing you can do about it, just like the weather. 
That was 1990. That was 31 years ago. And this idea is still out there. Where have we gone as a people? Where have we gone as a society? I thought we took steps in the right direction. And we still have these fucking knobs. These, these, these dick cheeses saying these kind of things. It's amazing to me. So now let's go to the other thing that is ripping our country apart left and right. And it is the horrible and deadly coronavirus. And isn't it weird that numbers are starting to go up again? How? Well, shit, in 2021, if you're a Democrat, that talk would get you um, elected. Yep. Mm -hmm. The CDC admits crushing rights of naturally immune, uh, of natural immunity without proof they transmit the virus. The CDC conceded it does not have proof of a single instance of a naturally immune individual spreading the virus. The CDC's excuse for not having a shred of evidence of the naturally immune transmitting the virus is that, quote, the information is not collected. Which, they're actually crushing the rights of millions of naturally immune individuals in this country. If they don't get the vaccine on the assumption they can transmit the virus. But despite clear proof the vaccinated spread the virus, the CDC lifts restrictions on vaccinated people. Perfect case example is something that Joe Murphy and I talked about yesterday during the football segment. I'd like to know how a player in the NFL, an offensive lineman, so this guy's probably not going out to the clubs at night because he's a big fat guy. And usually, if you don't know a lot about the NFL, let me, let me tell you. The defensive line, those guys go out and they party and they drink. Why? Because they're defensive linemen. Offensive linemen are usually the smartest guys on the team. Next time you're watching a college football game and they're letting the players announce who they are and what their field of study is, what their major is, You'll see the receivers, a lot of those guys are broadcast majors, journalism majors, kinesiology, which is a, 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 a mid-tier thing. And then you get to the offensive line. Engineering, molecular biology, pre-med, pre-law. And you sit there and you go, wow, because they have to be smart to play the offensive line. So a lot of those guys, they don't go out. They're studying. They're doing whatever they do, right? They're kind of nerdy. They're big, big nerds. This guy, who not was only, he, he was vaccinated, fully vaccinated, playing in the NFL, a league of fully vaccinated people except Aaron Rodgers somehow got the coronavirus and ended up in the hospital. Well, isn't that peculiar? 
So once again, I ask, why, why is the shot being forced? Hmm. I have the vaccine. No one forced me to get the vaccine. I, being my own boss, I did not put out a, uh, a, a statement to all my employees, me, saying if you don't get the shot, you can no longer work at Arnie Radio. I did not, I did not get that, that, that memo. I got the shot because, hey, I'm overweight, and I like to travel. And I knew to travel, you'd have to get one of those passports. We saw this all coming. We, we saw it all coming down the road. And this is why I fully support people who don't want to get the vaccine. Because I understand. I've gotten to that point now where I'm so confused about the vaccine. Does it work? No. Well, sometimes it does. I still haven't gotten it. Knock on wood that I know. So it worked for me. But that doesn't mean it's going to work for everybody. And the thing that tears us apart are people like Gene Simmons. Gene Simmons, the one of the founders of the overrated fucking terrible band KISS, has come out and said, if you're unvaccinated, you are an enemy. An enemy? An enemy to who? If you know Gene Simmons' backstory, you'll know that he's he's a proud Jewish fella. His mother survived Auschwitz, the worst concentration camp in all of Germany. Moved to America, hardly had any money, moved to New York, started a life there, and now Gene Simmons lives in like a $30 million house in Malibu. The enemy. You're the enemy. Oh, so I'm like the Nazis? Wait a second, you're the one forcing me to get a shot. So am I more like your people, the Jews then, that were targeted as enemies because of my belief system? You don't have the right to go through a red light. Once again, stop! God damn it! You don't have the fucking right to drive in this country. Stop equating it to driving. Are celebrities truly that stupid? Excuse me, Mr. Simmons, can you point to me in the Bill of Rights where it says you have the right to drive in this country? Uh, he, he goes on to say, uh, you, you don't have the right to go through a red light. Actually, the government has the right to tell you to stop. Yes, because it's a privilege they're providing that you get to drive on their fucking roads. If they tell you you can't smoke in a building, you can't smoke in a building. Yes, that is correct. Because, once again, you do not have the right to smoke. He then goes on to say, and that's not because they want to take away your rights. That's because the rest of us hate it. We don't want you to smell your smoke. 
I don't want to catch your disease. So, Gene, let's say that you hang out with only vaccinated people. And I'm going to do something that I vowed not to do on this show a long time ago, about 20 months ago. Now I hope Gene Simmons gets COVID. I don't want him to die from it, but I want him to get COVID. And I want him to get it from somebody who's been vaccinated. And go, now what, dick face? Didn't he lose on the first question he was on on who wants to be a millionaire? Probably. At least he slammed both political parties. He says, I don't like either one of them. Politics are the enemy. Humanism and humanity is what we should be all considered about. Love thy neighbor and thyself, he stated. For God's sakes, if you're going to yawn in... If I'm going to yawn in your presence, I'm going to put my hand up over my front of my mouth. Yawning is not a life-threatening event. You having COVID might be a life-threatening event, and I don't want to catch it. Now you're bringing manners in there? Ace Freel will give it to him out of spite. I hope so. I truly hope so. Can we look, look, look. So I guess then, Gene, you're all in favor of abortion, and, or at least what the government says about abortion then, huh? So the government can tell you what to do with your body. Hmm. I almost want to stop driving now because I'm so tired of that being used as an example here. We've heard Arnold Schwarzenegger use it, which he's a fucking moron. And now Gene Simmons use it. There you go right there. And by the way, by the way, by the way, they use these on shows where people are supposed to be educated, and they're supposed to call people out when they say wrong things. Yet no one has called out Arnold Schwarzenegger or Gene Simmons for equating the COVID shot to driving. Love thy neighbor as long as they're six feet apart, fully vaccinated, and wearing a mask, and preferably freshly hand sanitized. <sighs> oh, man. I'm with you, Ogre. I'm, re- I'm ready for that meteorite to hit. There are too uh, Look, man. <sighs> too many dumb fucks in our country right now. By the way, I I told you that it's breaking out again. Here we go. The hot spots are now. um, Let's see. Disruptive outbreaks in the north, a worrisome sign of what could be ahead of the winter in the U.S., even though Florida, Texas, and other southern states are doing great right now. Vermont, Boston, New Mexico, Colorado are overwhelmed in Michigan, Detroit. Now, isn't this weird? Florida, Texas, doing great. No mask mandates. All those places I read, mask. Oh, by the way, California, huge, huge starting to outbreak again. Why is that? I can't wait until a doctor, a, a, 
or, or a doctor that some people will respect, it comes out on a national stage and says, the masks are the worst idea in the world. We have known since the beginning of this virus that Dr. Anthony Fauci first came out originally. And, and you know, like when, when, when you're, you're perplexed about something in your mind, everybody says, go with your gut. Go with your first instinct. And we all can sit back and think about things, and a lot of times our first instinct was the correct instinct. His first instinct was to come out and say the masks do not work. Then obviously 3M, the company, contacted him and said, hey, uh, we'll give you a bunch of stock options if you say this, allegedly. And we've been wearing masks for the last 20 months. We've been covering our faces. We've been hiding our identities. Doing what the government says. Yet the numbers have never gone down. Or when they do go down, they strap these mask mandates back up and the numbers go back up. Texas and Florida have honestly been two of the most consistent states with this. Well, you see this seesaw event happening in states where they mandate these masks. If you want to, once again, see, here's the thing. Here's the thing. It's your health. If you want to wear a mask, you should be able to wear a mask. If you want to look like an idiot, and, and I'm just going to say it right now. People that wear masks look like idiots. Not just the ones that are driving alone in their cars. Just everybody. Everybody who's got a mask on, you look stupid. If you're not a doctor in an operating room, then you don't need a fucking mask on. But if you want to wear a mask, go right ahead. Who am I? Are, are you upset that I'm, I say you look stupid? Well, who the fuck am I? Who am I to tell you how to deal with your own health? I'm nobody. So you keep wearing your mask. I'll keep my opinion to myself that you look stupid, or I'll share it on this show, but I won't out who you are. Because the one consistent has been since the mask mandates went in place almost two years ago. We have mask mandates in place. We have vaccines in place. Yet the numbers aren't changing. They are. They're dreadfully down. They're nowhere near they were where they were before the vaccine came out. We're not closing businesses anymore, thank Christ. But we still have to wear the mask. The mask has proven not to work. The mask proved it didn't work before the vaccine. The mask has proved it doesn't work after the vaccine. If this is truly about science and we're told to file follow the science, which we can't do when it comes to transgendered people, because I guess there are now more fucking genders than we know what to do with. But we got to follow the science here. Once again, if you think this is about science, 
There's a lovely, lovely bridge for sale. Now, I did the math last night on this next story, and because I want to know where we were. COVID vaccine rate state by state. People have been vaccinated. Let's see. Fully vaccinated people. California, 61.9% of people are fully vaccinated. Uh, Let's see. Louisiana is under 50%. Georgia is under 50%. Arkansas and Alabama are under 50%. The highest places of vaccine, Maine is at 71%, Connecticut at 71%, California is at 61%. I did the numbers last night. Fully vaccinated people in this country are right, or it, 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 it hobbles right around 60% of, of Americans are fully vaccinated. Now, at least one dose, the numbers go up. Yet those people are still getting it. Oh, they're getting it from the unvaccinated. Are they really? Are they really getting it from the unvaccinated? Because you can't say that. Because the vaccine isn't the cure. It isn't an antidote. It's a vaccine. A vaccine that is, at best... Would they give us numbers 95% effective? So you could fall in that 5%. Once again, once again, you just got to do the math. You do the math and you go, wow, okay, there's a lot of people that are vaccinated. Let's just move on. Now, this fully vaccinated is, is, is the story isn't really that true. Because what they mean by fully vaccinated is means you have the booster shot as well. I'd like to see what the numbers are, the people who haven't had the... I, I'd like to see what is you're vaccinated, at least one dose. See, they say at least one dose, the numbers are... Or Hawaii is almost 80% of almost one dose. Because fully, they, they're not being truthful in this stat. They give you fully vaccinated, at least one dose, and then the population. I'd like to see what the fully vaccinated number is without the booster. Because remember, we we didn't have a booster in place when the shots first started coming out. You got your two from Pfizer. You got your two from Moderna. Your one from Johnson & Johnson. I'd like to see what those numbers are in this country. And I do believe the number is a lot higher. I believe it's somewhere between 70 and 72% of the country has those vaccinated numbers. I thought that was the magic number. Science. Do the people that are doing the science actually follow the science? Or are they just saying it? It's very, very fascinating. Last story, like, like, I, I, this is my last story on, on this shit. Um, it happened in Florida. A seven-year-old girl in Palm Beach County, Florida, has been suspended. A seven-year-old has been suspended for a total of 36 days 
received multiple in-school disciplinary actions and may now have to repeat the second grade for not wearing a mask. Now look, once again, let me be the rules is rules guy. You might hate the rules that kids have to wear masks in school, because I sure as fuck do. But if your kid goes to a school and they have and, and they've allowed it up to the school districts, and some school districts have allowed it up to the school. If the school tells you that you have to wear a mask to class, then you have to wear a mask to class. The end. It's kind of like what's going on with the airlines. I hate the masks. I hate them. I think they're stupid, and I know they don't work. But since I do not have a right to fly, now this is where we get into the muddled water here when it comes to education. I know it's not in the Bill of Rights that you're, you're guaranteed an education in this country or a right to an education. At least I don't know what amendment that would be. But you're going into a building, and you have to follow their rules. The end. If I fly on a plane, I have to follow their rules. The end. I could choose to drive my car to my destination. Not going to be as convenient, but I don't have to wear a mask. Now, these kids can all be homeschooled if you parents out there want to homeschool all your kids. But now, and it seems like the parents are using this. They're using their seven-year-old child, and this is what I don't like. If you don't like the mask mandate, don't teach your kid not to go to school without a mask on. Homeschool your kid then. Don't try to make your kid the the one that gets seen. This is a girl who's going to be held back from the second grade? At my child's parent-teacher conference, my son's teacher said that my son hasn't been wearing the mask properly. I'm not surprised because I don't make him wear a mask at all besides when he's in school or we go to Costco. But I don't care if he wears it uh, improperly after we get it there. But you have to when he goes to school. Yeah, look, look, I, I understand what you're talking about, Douglas. Uh, look, I, I think it sucks that you, to go to Costco still in California, you got to wear a mask. I would not be doing well in California. I'm so happy that I moved to Texas because I, I would lose my shit. I, I, I'm so tired of this. Did you hear about the Cal football team that lost 24 players due to COVID and all of them were fully vaccinated? I did not. Is this the University of California? The Cal Bears? Wow, man. And, and you would think that a lot of people on that campus would have the vaccination. How did that happen? What, they play some school where they don't get vaccinated? You going to blame it on them? You going to blame it on the unvaccinated again? This is a pandemic of the unvaccinated. Shut your fucking mouth. It's so dumb. So, so dumb. Uh, oh, let, let me let me look this story up here. Hold on a second. Before Cal football COVID. 
Uh, Cal's football team was 99% vaccinated before uh, outbreak. What happened? Oh, I'm, I'm sure they're going to. Oh, this is from the San Francisco Chronicle. Uh, 99% of the people involved in the program are vaccinated. Wait, what happened? No, I, I don't want to sign up for news alerts from this terrible newspaper. Okay, how about then I, I just open up a different one. Uh-huh. Testing of asymptomatic Cal football players got questioned by UCFS uh, SF doctor. Did not need to get to this point. Since guidelines have been updated, Gandhi adds the big fail here was that those in the football program who were asymptomatic and fully vaccinated were tested. Look, according to Cal Athletic Director, 99.5% of players are vaccinated, but everyone had to submit to a COVID test whether they showed symptoms or not. We had one person that was symptomatic and that we could contact trace and anybody who was asymptomatic then was tested. That seemed to frustrate some of the players. Yeah, you think? It did not need to get to this point. Asymptomatic testing of groups of vaccinated people regularly is not recommended. While Cal football program is in the spotlight here, Gandhi says uh, this case is an example of what happens if vaccinated asymptomatic people decide to test following family gatherings this holiday season. There it is right there. What if their family is fully vaccinated? This is, this is beyond stupid now. We've gotten to a point where we're just talking in circles. Um, I don't like the mask because it has not helped with his speech development. He was already delayed in speech development, and the fact that he can't see how his teacher is forming the words does hinder his development. I totally understand that. I totally get that. And maybe you should have a, maybe get the teacher. If the teacher has to wear a mask, maybe get her a clear mask. Buy her a clear mask. Have the, have the school provide that teacher clear mask because people like your son, there are other people out there that need to see that. I agree. So my coworker informed me last week that her two-year-old, who is in a home daycare, keeps removing her mask. She's been called twice to get her for not keeping her mask on. Daycare lady said one more time and the kid will be removed. Said state guidelines are so strict she can't take the chance of being caught with the child in her care without a mask. The kid's fucking two. That would be my response. The child is two. You can't reason with a two-year-old. These are the people that are so hypersensitive and hyper-worried about it. This is like when the, uh, the, the flight attendants taped a mask on like a two-year-old. By the way, the two-year-old, this is so maddening. This is so maddening. Two-year-olds can't get the vaccine. Remember that story we did about that lady who, who was pregnant, whose kid couldn't get the vaccine because they weren't old enough, couldn't go into the doctor's appointment? Jesus Christ, man.
Princess, if the lady said that to me, I'd remove my kid from her care or I'd beat her ass. Well, you beat her ass, you're pretty much not going to have her care anymore because she's not going to take your money. She's going to take your ass whooping, but ain't going to take your money. Why do I have that story? No, I don't want that one. Um, good news here to report uh, that 53 million U.S. Americans, U.S. Americans, 53 million Americans will be traveling for Thanksgiving. Yay! The number is about 15% higher than it was in 2020 due to the horrible and dreaded pandemic. I think this is great. People will go to family outings. Adam J., buenos dias, amigo. Happy Friday to you, my friend. Thank you for joining the show. <laughs> if you whooped her ass, you can just say she should have fought back. Otherwise, she accepted it. Or maybe that just applies to rape. <laughs> it just applies to rape in Loudoun County, Virginia. Oh, man. I'll be crossing county lines about six miles, LOL. That counts as traveling, my friend. So 53 million Americans are going to be traveling, and this is this is big news because people are going to their families again. People are going to get to enjoy Christmas. But let me tell you how the U.S. says, well, you just hold on there. During the holiday season, Department of Homeland Security says the U.S. Fight faces a heightened threat from terrorists this holiday season. Well, isn't that lovely? Isn't that lovely? I love that the government comes out and scares the shit out of you with this fucking cold, and now they're saying, well, there's a heightened level of threat in our environment this holiday season. Let me just say this. If by chance... You live in America. We should all know that the rest of the world hates us. Okay? They hate us because they ain't us. Okay? That's why they hate us so much. They hate us because they ain't us. I know it sounds like they ain't us. No, no. Ain't us. When I look at the rest of the world and I see them fucking hating America and burning American flags, it makes me sick. But then what makes me even sicker is when I see how they try to live their lives. Uh, Hell yeah, Homeland Security says that. They haven't gotten much attention lately and still want a skin in the game. Got to justify those bloated budgets, yo. Oh, I agree. I completely agree, Ogre. Because this is the thing. We're a target. We're a target by a bunch of people that are so jealous of the lives that we get to live here in America. You, you might not think that we have it that good in this country, but we really do. We, we, we truly do. We're free to go anywhere we want, or we used to be. Women do not have to wear face coverings unless it's a mask for COVID. Let's pretend COVID doesn't exist like I live my life. Um, 
you look at, at my favorite is looking at Saudi Arabia and the United Arab Emirates, Dubai, if you will. These are my favorites to look at. These are places they spend money so much freer than Americans do. That I'm not kidding. They have cars that are encrusted with diamonds. There are some of these wealthy fucking oil sheiks in Dubai that drive around in solid gold Lamborghinis. But we're the bad guys. We're the capitalists. I want you to think about that. I want you to think about how Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos get all kind of shit on for building their rocket ships. That money could be going to this, could be going to that. Do you know what would happen if you said that to a sheik? Or if you said that publicly in the United Arab Emirates about one of the ruling families? That money could go elsewhere. You're probably going to get your tongue cut out. So why don't you just enjoy living in America and being free to bitch about whatever it is you want to bitch about? But just end it there. End it. See, this is what used to be great about our country. You could come out and you could bitch about stuff. And that's all it was with somebody bitching about it. But now when somebody bitches about it, we have to pass a law. Or a, lot, uh, a large group of people comes out and they, they say, oh, that person's canceled. We're not going to fucking listen to them anymore. Look what they did with Matthew McConaughey. Matthew McConaughey had to come out yesterday and clean up what the media said about him. Matthew McConaughey came out and said that he believes in the vaccination. He and his wife are vaccinated, but he doesn't think that they should require children's mandates. It's not what he said because his oldest son, who's 13, has the vaccine. I, I, I love seeing how those people spend their money over there. There, there There's at like a mall there. They have an indoor ski lodge. How much does that cost to operate? And I know they're not using any kind of fucking solar power to fucking activate that. Think about how cold you have to keep an indoor fucking snow ski range. Think of the bright side when the jihad is over. We no longer have to see Cory Bush or Lori Lightfoot's faces anymore. George Clooney's so rich, he also has amal. Or is it anal? I, I, I love the fact when they try to shame Americans for spending money. And you all you got to do is just point to that. Uh, Ratburger just texted, I'm offended. Gene Million sells $10 million a year in cheap shit made in China from polluting factories. Oh, and slave labor. You left that part out, the slave labor. At least Gene is a capitalist, although the worst kind that say, do as I say and not as I do, another lost celebrity. Yep. It is truly amazing to watch. 
What was that, Bubba? Bubba just burped. Bubba, did you just burp on my couch? I don't know if I updated you yesterday. Bubba went to the vet. Bubba's kind of mad at me now. Because Bubba weighs 189 pounds. 189. And he has a little bit of a heart issue. He has an aortic problem. And the doctor said yesterday that Bubba has to lose about 15 pounds. Oh, that means no more, no more treats of cheese crackers. No more hunks of steak. Bubba has to get non-GMO treats now. Poor guy. He still eats them. No more cheese for Bubba. Poor guy. No more butter cookies. Poor bastard. So now he just gets to sit around all day, licking his nuts and sleeping. Tough life for that dog right there. Yeah, poor Bubba. Poor Bubba. 189 pounds? God damn, boy, you are huge. It is time, ass family. That is correct. It is time for Celebrity Celebrity Ass Death The Mount Rushmore of Doctors. That's right. Yesterday I was going around thinking about what we have and haven't done yet. And we haven't done one for doctors. Like the greatest doctors of all time. Came up with this, so that's what we are going to do today. And damn Barstool Sports for trying to steal it. it. So here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, in our first matchup of the greatest doctors of all time, I give you the one and only Dr. Pepper. That's right, Dr. Pepper taking on Dr. Doogie Hauser. Dr. Pepper versus Dr. Doogie Hauser. Ask family, who ya got? Sorry, Jen. I apologize. We have a winner, a clear-cut winner, ladies and gentlemen. I'm a pepper. You're a pepper. Wouldn't you like to be a pepper, too? Dr. Pepper moves on. Next matchup, we have Dr. Feelgood. You remember Dr. Feelgood from the Motley Crew era? Dr. Feelgood taking on Dr. Melfi. From the Sopranos, Dr. Feelgood, 
Dr. Melfi from The Sopranos. Ask family, who ya got? This is a back and forth. To the future fans, I've got the one and only Great Scott Smarty, Doc Brown, taking on the British television show that I've never watched but I know is super-duper popular, Doctor Who. Great Scott's Doc Brown versus Doctor Who. Ask family, who you got? matchup of the first round, ladies and gentlemen. And then we will find out who makes it to the mountain. We have Dr. McCoy. Dr. McCoy from Star Trek taking on. He just went by house even though he was Dr. House. McCoy versus house. Ask family who ya got. Yes, also known as Bones.
it's coming down to the very end. Oh my gosh, here we go, ass family. We've got a winner, and it is Dr. McCoy. Dr. McCoy, or Bones, if you will. So now we will find out who gets on the mountain from the Western Regional. Our first matchup is set, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Are you ready for this one? 10, 2, and 4 has always been known as Dr. Pepper time. I'm a pepper. You're a pepper. Wouldn't you like to be a pepper too? Dr. Pepper taking on. He's the one they call Dr. Feelgood. He will make you feel all right. Dr. Pepper versus Dr. Feelgood. Ask family who you got. Now, who will join Dr. Pepper on that mountain? Will it be good old Doc Brown from Back to the Future? Or will it be Dr. Bones McCoy from Star Trek? Brown versus McCoy. Ask family who you got. So Dr. Pepper and Doc Brown are on the Mount Rushmore of doctors. Oh, we have so many more we have to get through here soon. And we will, I promise, ask family. 775-357-FANS is the number. ArnieRadio1 at gmail.com. Hit me up on the Mixler board because that's where you can vote. It's Cover Song Friday, and here we go.
I turned 18. We lived in a one-room rundown shack on the outskirts of New Orleans. We didn't have money for food or rent, to say the least, we were hard-pressed. Then Mama spent every last penny we had to buy me a dancing dress. Well, Mama washed and combed and curled my hair, and she painted my eyes and lived up to my ear It was red velvet trimming and it fit me good and Standing back from the looking glass there stood a woman where a half-grown kid it stood She said, here's your one chance fancy don't let me down She said, here's your one chance fancy don't let me down Mama died a little bit of perfume on my neck then she kissed my cheek I saw the tears welling up in her troubled eyes as she started to speak. She looked at a pitiful shack and then she looked at me and took a ragged breath. She said, your paws runned off and I'm real sick and the baby's gonna starve to death. She handed me a hardship locket that said to thine own self be true. And I shivered as I watched a roach crawl across the toe of my high heel shoe. It sounded like somebody else who was talking, asking, Mama, what do I do? She said, just be nice to the gentleman fancy. They'll be nice to you. She said, here's your one chance fancy. Don't let me down. Here's your one chance fancy. Don't let me down. Lord, forgive me for what I do. But if you won't have it, it's up to you. Now don't let me down. Now your mama's going to be uptown. Well, that was the last time I saw Baby mama died and I ain't been back But the wheels of fate started to turn And for me there was no way out it wasn't very long till I knew exactly What my mama been talking about I knew what I had to do And I made myself this solemn vow I was gonna be a lady someday Though I didn't know when or how But I couldn't see spinning the rest of my life With my head hung down in shame You know I might have been born Plain white trash, but fancy was on my name. She said, Here's your one chance, fancy, don't let me down. She said, Here's your one chance, fancy, don't let me down. It wasn't long after up a benevolent man took me in off the streets. One week later, I was pouring his tea in a five room hotel suite. Yes, you were. I charmed the king, a congressman, and an occasional aristocrat. And then I got me a Georgia mansion in an elegant New York townhouse where I ain't
lights I made it down the coast in 17 hours Picking me a bouquet of dogwood flowers And I'm hoping for rally I can see my baby tonight So rock me mama like a wagon wheel Rock me mama any way you feel Hey
song he says uh no shit makes sense now because i always thought that song seemed very old school for darius to be doing it as i've told you i'm a recent country fan maybe six years now i gave up rock <laughs> my dad was a, a country guy uh so i was anti you have taught me a lot much more and okay well i appreciate that and, and we got some other great covers now from my man christopher i know see this is like week five of doing cover songs i'm digging cover song friday I mean, I'm searching high and low for cover songs. And I know that Christopher, in the first week, he said, just, you know, give me as much Hank Sr. I've got a Hank Sr. cover coming up in the next segment, I promise. Uh, before that, the stuff to do this weekend, uh, not really a lot coming out in movie theaters. If you have Netflix, you have uh, this, this movie. I've been actually waiting for this movie to come out. 
Uh, it actually was released in theaters last week, but really took a shit because everybody knew it was coming out on Netflix. It's called Red Notice. It stars Ryan Reynolds, Deadpool, The Rock, and Gal Gadot, chick who played Wonder Woman. So, I mean, that, that that's like major star power. It's supposed to be an action movie. It is out today on Netflix. So that's probably the movie. That I'll, I'll probably end up reviewing that movie. Christopher, I don't know if there's a movie that you're planning on seeing this weekend, but I know I am going to see that one. Headed out to uh, Grapevine, Texas today. Going out to Grapevine, we're going to this place called Tolbert's. You ever come to Texas? It's kind of close to the airport, too. You go to Tolbert's. They're supposed to have the best chili. I, I'm, I'm going to have some of their chili today because whenever I go there, I always get the donkey tails. It's a hot dog wrapped in cheese in a tortilla, and it's deep fried. It's so good. It's, it, it's so good, it should be fucking illegal. So we're headed out there today. i tell you your song, the uh, Markles. It popped into my head last night. Oh, my, I was singing it for hours. Fuck, I even woke up singing it. 100% off, hats off to you for writing such an imaginatively catchy song. So there you go. Uh, all right, if everybody's been watching, I don't know where you can watch the live coverage of it because, like I said, I was late to the party. So uh, I don't know where to watch the live coverage of the Kyle Rittenhouse trial, even though the, both sides have rested. The story came out yesterday um, that the Chicago Police Department, this is happening in Wisconsin, the Chicago Police Department have canceled one regular day off this weekend for full-duty officers due to enhanced public safety because they know that all hell is going to break loose when the Kyle Rittenhouse verdict comes out. Now, personally, I think that he is – I think that they should have had a mistrial. Now, if he, he gets a mistrial with prejudice, then he's not going to get retried. I thought they were going to mistrial this just so they could get a new trial because the prosecution did such a piss-poor job. Now, I don't think that he's, he's guilty of anything. Look, I, I, I stand beside him. I definitely stand beside him if he had his AR-15. That's for fucking sure. Guy points a gun at me, I'm fucking killing him. That's all there is to it. Uh, let's see. Just sent you a live feed. Okay, thank you very much, Douglas. I appreciate that. Uh, I went bar hopping in Grapevine. So much fun. It's a cool-looking little town. It is. It, great little town. Great fucking restaurant. Tolbert's. It used to be. There used to be one in downtown Dallas or near downtown Dallas. They closed that one out. The guy who owned it, Mr. Tolbert, he used to write for the Dallas Times-Herald. Then went to the Dallas Morning News when the Times-Herald folded. But he's a great writer, and fuck yeah. Man, let me tell you. So, yes, Chicago is saying no days off for their police officers because they're expecting lots and lots of violence to happen. And I am here to tell you, ass family, I'm here to, to make sure that you all stay safe this weekend. You guys are my flock, and I have to look after you. Please be careful if you're out and about this weekend because it's not going to be only in Chicago. You are going to see all kinds of civil unrest happen, and they will not be peaceful protests. And, and honestly, if, if he's found 
not guilty or mistrial with prejudice. If it's a mistrial and they're going to retry him, I don't think the civil unrest will be as bad as it is the other two ways. Now, if they somehow find him guilty, I honestly don't think that there's going to be any sort of really horrible backlash because those people that are on his side, that find it, they have jobs to get to. They have lives to live. The other people don't. But um, please be careful this weekend if a verdict is released because people are going to lose their fucking minds. So that's all I want to say. Uh, yeah, they need to have riot police ready, have the National Guard on speed dial. When that not guilty verdict comes out, shit will hit the fan. They'll probably time the verdict to have a week of protest just in time for Thanksgiving so we can collectively pretend to be friendly or whatever. <laughs> I mean, look. When, when, when the prosecutor puts his head in his hands, when one of his witnesses shits the bed, the jury sees that. We weren't the only ones who saw that. The jury got to see that. And, and, and honestly, this lawyer, this prosecutor, I've heard the rumors out there that the prosecutor's trying to tank this. I can't think that's true because if it's found out he's trying to tank this, he will get disbarred and probably be arrested. I don't think he's trying to tank this. I just, I, I, I think that he counted on an idiot. And by the way, by the way, can, can anybody tell me? Let, let me see. Uh, go, verdict is set for Monday, I believe. At least they approved two and a half hours of closing arguments for Monday each side. Okay, thank you, Fred. I appreciate that. Uh, Rabber just asked me a question. Do you, uh, do you think the prosecutor put in the banned evidence the other day knowing that he is failing the prosecution and wants a mistrial and a new jury? I think, if, look, look. If, if you think that and that's a thought, then he will. Then what will happen is it'll be a mistrial with prejudice, and they won't be able to retry if he did that on purpose. If they found out he did this on purpose to try to get a mistrial, they will find it. They will fucking find him in contempt of the court because you are guaranteed a speedy and fair trial in this country. No matter who you are, no matter what law you've broken. You're guaranteed that under the Constitution of the United States of America. A fair trial. Kyle Rittenhouse is going to walk. I'm just telling you right now. Kyle Rittenhouse will not spend another day in jail for this. I, I disagree with you, Fred. He's innocent. We all know it. Um, but at least one count sticks. No. Matt. He wants uh, this tried in the left-wing media and eventually the streets, a.k.a. guilty by riot. Didn't this end in the Old West? I thought it did. I sure as fuck thought it did, Ratburger. Um. 
why, by the way, anybody who's been watching this, are there charges against the guy who uh, who pointed the handgun at him? Because isn't that guy an, an ex-felon? Ex-felons can't have guns. You lose that Second Amendment right when you when you when you take someone's rights away from them in a felonious manner. Has there been a trial set for him yet? Mike D says no. Why not? Wait, 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 wait. An ex felon who's white, who has a gun? Come on, where's the liberal media on that? How come they aren't pouncing all over that? Kyle Rittenhouse has not gotten one part of this. I, I honestly don't think a fair trial at all. They introduced banned evidence in this. They've got a guy who's testifying against him who's a felon, who's still fucked up. I mean, isn't that right Right away, like 10 years for him possessing a gun? Not even pointing at someone, but just him possessing a gun. If he's in a car with a gun, he's going to be found guilty. But of course not. Of course not, because he's not the evil bad guy. He was on the BLM side. He was on the side of the quote-unquote peaceful protesters. It wasn't until the crazy right-wingers showed up with their guns. Oh, wait, he had a gun. This is what I hate. This is what I so much hate about the people of this country and the media of this country. Because there are plenty of people who are anti-Kyle Rittenhouse. I don't know Kyle Rittenhouse. The motherfucker don't know how to tie a tie. He looked like a kindergartner dressing up for picture day yesterday. If you saw the outfit he was wearing, and let me let me just say this right now. I guarantee. His lawyers told him to dress like that to make him look like a little kid. I don't know this guy at all. Look, look. He went to this. I, I have to say, I have to say this on my behalf. He went to this this thing looking for trouble. He had a gun. That's my personal opinion. He defended himself admirably. He wasn't defending the streets. He went out. He was looking for trouble. He found it, and he handled his business. He will be found not guilty. He will be acquitted of this, and people are going to lose their minds. Uh, Mike D says, and fuck LeBron James. Better hope I don't have a tunnel seat when you come to sack in Laker gear and all. I'm going off. Might make the news. Yes, because LeBron came out and trolled Kyle Rittenhouse for crying on the stands the other day. What an idiot. Douglas says, Mike, I second that notion. Fuck LeBron. Uh, I think uh, there will be charges for being a minor crossing state lines with a gun and other stuff we'll probably won't know about until it happens. Kyle looks like a dumb kid, a dumb racist kid, okay? He didn't cross state lines with a gun step. He crossed state lines, but it was like a 15-minute drive, and somebody gave him the gun. Yeah, I mean, look, look, look. 
look, this whole trial is, it, this has been a farce. They put him in these suits that look like they're too big for him. He's 17. The motherfucker ain't never had a suit before. The only suit he ever had was to wear to homecoming. We all remember our first homecoming suits. My first homecoming suit, I got it Sears. And you guys all know how much of a fashion magnet I am to admit that I got my first fucking dress suit at Sears. Oh, pains me. Thank God those pictures aren't around anymore. Douglas says, yep, and also there was an amendment regarding minors having possession of gun at 16, 17-year-olds could have long rifles, and that is why he didn't have a handgun. Okay. In front says that bitch Joy on The View said it was the best acting job when he was crying. Hey, look, people are all welcome to their opinions. This is the problem in this country, you see. Joy Behar can come out and, and LeBron can come out and have their opinions. Now, my opinion on LeBron and Joey Behar is they're a couple of fucking morons. That's my opinion. If I were to voice that in the media, if I was someone of note and voice that in the opinion, first of all, I would be a misogynistic racist. Because I said a woman's opinion was stupid, and I said LeBron James's opinion was stupid. That's the world we live in. That right there is the ideology of that side. The rule, not the entire side. See, this is the bad thing. This is, this, is what, this is what's so bad, is the right does this to the left, and the left does this to the right. If you are voting Democrat, if you vote Democrat, and it could be because I, I, I don't know, I, I, and I don't know why you're voting Republican, okay? But you get mixed in with all the whack job crazies. There are some Democrats out there. Look, look at, look at uh, the guy from West Virginia, Manchin. I like what he's doing. I'd vote for him. Holding up this crazy spending bill. The, the broad in Arizona who's a Democrat. There are Democrats that have good ideas out there. And if you are a Democrat, you would look at the Republicans and you would go back to John McCain, who was a lifelong Republican, and go, well, you know what? I like some of the things that he said. And I know some people are going to go, oh, John McCain was a rhino. Eh, I'm not going to go that far. Scott says, how is a 17-year-old kid who defended himself from three criminals a racist, Christopher? No, no, look, look. Christopher said, look, this is Christopher's opinion. He looks like a dumb kid, a dumb racist kid. Looks like a dumb kid. Who looks like a racist? I don't know what racists look like. But, hey, that was that's Christopher's opinion. Uh, by the way, he killed people that were all white, right? Yeah, that's true. He did shoot all white people. Uh, that is why Elders is a white supremacist. And this is the world that we live in. This is the world. He opposed the BLM rally. Or not the even BLM rally. He opposed the, the, the riots that were going on, the, quote, peaceful protest. Friend gave him a gun. He went there looking for trouble. And I think he went there looking for trouble. I've told the story on the show of friends of mine who went out looking for trouble one night when gang members used to drive around with their lights off. 
And if you'd flash your high beams at them, they would turn around. They would drive. That, that was their initiation. They would drive around, and they would kill you. Well, I had friends who drove around one night, heavily armed, doing that, driving around looking for that. That's looking for trouble. Now, have I ever gone out looking for trouble? Yes, absolutely I have. Did I find it? Sometimes I find it. He found it. We all paint this bad picture of this 17-year-old kid, and a lot of people are painting this great picture of this 17-year-old kid. Let's all remember, he's a 17-year-old dumb kid, first and foremost. Now I wonder, oh, do I wonder, how all the narrative would change if he was a 17-year-old kid who was actually on the protesting side who did the exact same thing that Kyle Rittenhouse did. Shot people only to protect himself. I want you to let that think in, sink in. I have nothing against Kyle Rittenhouse. Uh, I've seen pictures of him giving the Heil Hitler hand sign, and he follows white supremacist groups on his social media. Okay. Now, he did give an okay sign. They've they bastardized the okay sign. If you say you're okay, I guess that's some sort of fucking white power sign now. So now you just give a thumbs up if you're okay. I've seen him in group, the, allegedly in groups of the Proud Boys, and those are some guys that are, have some different ideas than me. Let me just say that right now. I'm not going to put them down. I'm just going to say they and I do not have uh, – same feelings on things when it comes to things. I, I know somebody who's in the Proud Boys. I will not say their name. But this person put up a post the other day. <sighs> Calling out this Travis Scott debacle that happened in Houston. First of all, it's a fucking horrific tragedy that 10 people have died. The latest person died last night. Texas A&M student. I'm not even going to make fun of Texas A&M here. Ten people were killed at a music festival. Okay? The problem is, is the promoters, the artist, and the people who put this all together because they didn't have any kind of fucking safety protocol in place. Do you real? this is a true story. I heard this on the news, and I couldn't get over it. They didn't have preparation in place for this, even though they were selling mainly general admission seats. They did have a plan in case an earthquake hit. I'm not kidding. They had a plan in place of what to do if an earthquake hit in Houston. That's not made up. That's not me trying to make a fucking joke here. That is the truth. Nothing to do if people get trampled to death. But hey, we've got that fucking earthquake policy in place. Yet this person who's a member of the Proud Boys decided to come out on on, on social media 
and mention the fact that the stage was an upside-down cross and the stage led to a portal of hell and it was all demonic. Can we just all grow the fuck up? Can we not be in these stupid fucking groups? Am I anti-pedophile? You're goddamn right I am. Do I make videos where I'm clicking a fucking 45 saying, let's go hunt? No. How is that allowed on social media? Yet I tell a fucking joke about sucking a dog's dick gets kicked off. This is, this is the cross that I bear that we all bear of the stupidity and the fucking double standards of our country. If you want to make America great again, get rid of the fucking double standards. That should be job number one. Because I will tell you right now, the double standard in place is Kyle Rittenhouse will get off, and let me just say, Rightfully so. If Kyle Rittenhouse was on the other side, and I'm going to allow him to stay white in this in this scenario, you can paint the scenario any way you want. If Kyle Rittenhouse was a member of Antifa and his mask got ripped off and he had an AR-15 and he shot three people that were one guy smashed him over the head with a skateboard and another guy's pointing a gun at him. That guy would be looking at so much fucking jail time, it would be unbelievable. Why? Because on that side of the protest. And I would probably be one of those people calling for that kid to go to jail. Do you not see the double standard that's in front of you? And and yes. Yes, uh, Christopher, let me just say, I agree with that. It's It's not illegal to be a racist. I will defend everyone's First Amendment rights, everyone, just because Kyle is a racist doesn't make him guilty. It makes him someone that I disagree with. And I can't, Alicia asked a great question, just because, look, he he has white supremacy on his, on his social media. I mean, that's a good sign. It's a good way to point to it. The Proud Boys, Proud Boys are not all white. I have to say that. Uh, let's see, I don't see evidence to prove that Kyle's a racist. Uh, I take issue with, with labeling someone such as without overwhelming evidence. And that's fair. Look, look, this is the whole thing. This is the whole thing. Is that you have to make, because we live in a world where not all the information is given out. Everybody says we live in the information age. No, no, no. We, we live in an age where information is, is, is infotainment now. By the way, by the way, since we're on this topic, look, look I, I think this is a fascinating topic. What makes you a racist? I'd like to know. What makes you a racist? Telling jokes about different races, does that make you a racist? Because I, I'm to understand if you make jokes about gays, then you're homophobic. So, on the side of Kyle Rittenhouse, because he follows some things on 
social media, we say he's a racist. Is he? Because Christopher is 100% right, and I think he got that from me, being right most of the time. Uh, it is not illegal to be racist. It, 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 it's, it's perfectly legal to be a racist in this country. You can't act on it. You can be as racist as you want to be. I support, I support, if that's your, if that's your mindset, that's your ideology, good for you. I'm not going to, here's the thing, I'm not going to hang out with you because our ideologies don't meet up. But what makes a person a racist? Well, and, and Jenny Lynn, I appreciate what you're saying. Literally being white makes you a racist. I want to know, seriously, what makes you a racist? Telling jokes about other cultures? Does that make you a racist? Um, I would think assaulting someone or or deterring something from doing something because of the base of their skin, based on the color of their skin, I would think that's more racist than the joke thing. Let's see what... Let's see what Mr. Webster has to say here. Prejudiced against or anti uh, towards a person or people on the basis of their membership in a particular racial or ethnic group, typically one that is a minority or marginalized. That's the ag- adjective. The noun is a person who is prejudiced against or towards people on the basis of their membership in a particular racial or ethnic group, typically one that is minority or marginalized. So what makes you a racist? Because the definition... Here's another definition. Racism is the belief that groups of humans possess different behavioral traits corresponding to inherited attributes and can be divided based on superiority of one's race over another. Now, the first part of that, racism is the belief that that groups of humans possess different behavioral traits. Don't we all? have different behavioral traits corresponding to attributes of our race? Irish people drink a lot more than most other people. Is it racist to say that that Irish people are drunks? I mean, I mean, here's the funny thing is that I look at that definition, the third definition, as probably one of the dumbest things I've ever read. (sighs) To me, it seems that uh, Rosenbaum started off all this shit. He was that agitator, and then other rioters saw that. Rittenhouse uh, get shot and thought that Kyle was an active shooter, or, or Rosenbaum got shot and he was the active shooter. Kyle was an active shooter. They assumed his intent and tried to stop him. Had they left Kyle alone, only Rosenbaum would have been shot dead. Rosenbaum seemed to have a death wish to begin with. All right. 
having hate in your heart and acting out in hateful ways towards these of different colors, cultures, et cetera, that's what I would define as racist. That is a that to me right there is the best way I've seen it defined so far. Jenny Lynn says in all seriousness, it's about having a hate towards someone, but the media makes it seem like growing grass is racist, eating ice cream is racist. It's got your Jenny Lynn, Jenny Lynn, you are so correct on that. And that's why now being called a racist isn't that big of a deal, but sometimes it still is. Shocker here, but I'm on the side of the people saying he's faking his empathy. There was not one tear shed. When that kid got bailed out of jail, his family took him out to celebrate. People bought him drinks and cheered him on. He was all smiles, black, white, Democrat, or Republican. If my loved one got killed and I saw their killer out in future weeks celebrating, I'd be convinced that he wasn't sorry and, in fact, proud of the, that happened and went looking for it. I understand that. Now, let me just say this. I do believe that he went out looking for trouble, and he found it. Now, a lot of times when you go out looking for trouble and you find it, it's not a good result. And by the way, this is not a good result. Three dead people at a protest is not a good result. But if you're that person who's going out looking for trouble and you find it, nine times out of ten, you're not going to get the favorable result. He's that one. And by the way, by the way, if Kyle Rittenhouse were my son, and he did this, first of all, I'm going to kick him square in the ass for doing something like this. But if somebody points a gun at my son, and my son has a gun and he doesn't defend himself, well, then I don't have a son anymore. I think what he did was he stood up for himself. And he, he protected his life in at least one of these cases. Um, there are pictures of tears. Okay. The Irish are not drunks. If you say that again, I'll hand me a pint to Seamus and fight you bare knuckled. And whoever wins gets a bottle of whiskey. Rosenbaum is a convicted serial pedo. They did prove Rosenbaum was actively looking for trouble. He fucked around and found out. Uh, that would be a panic attack reliving those moments. That was pretty evident to me when you see him being compared or composed for 99% of the rest of the cross-examining. And what else is he supposed to do when he's released from jail? Go sulk? Interesting take. I'm sure the people who were victims of the three men and families gave zero fucks about them just saying. I would be angered if someone referred to me as a racist because I'm not. What I am is not politically correct by today's definition. I don't play the sugarcoating game well. I don't pretend well, but I surely don't hate. I just don't care to sugarcoat what I say as not to hurt feelings. And let me, let me tell you a little behind-the-scene thing with me. I love when Jen comes to my stand-up shows because if I sucked, she'd tell me I'd suck. She would. She always has a good time at my shows. And I think a lot of you are that way. You see... That's what you have to expound on, is that how honest are we supposed to, or how honest can we be now anymore? If somebody's acting up in public somewhere, and you go, look at that idiot act up, and you call that person an idiot, and I think acting up in public is idiotic, 
and that person's a different race than you, aren't you allowed to say they're acting like an idiot? Because if you say that, you're deemed a racist. That's the world we live in. I, look, I'm not trying to change the definition of things here. I'm not trying to, to put this one side versus the other. I'm showing you the way the world is right now. Ken Dog says, fact of the matter is he showed incredible restraint. I would have unloaded that magazine. I'll tell you this right now. If somebody's dumb enough to ever break into my house, I, I don't have a gun. And, and usually break-ins, they don't have guns. Home invasions sometimes do, sure. But if somebody breaks in my house and they don't have a gun, I went and got my Bowie knife sharpened, and I said I want it really sharp, and it was handed back to me, and I was warned it's dangerously sharp. Somebody breaks into my house, I'm going to cut their head off. I'm going to cut their head off. I'm going to call the police, say these people broke in my house. I chopped their head off. I'd be able to go to bed that night. The end. Because I protected my house. Now, I know that's not what Kyle Rittenhouse did, but Kyle Rittenhouse protected his life. Uh, I mean, if I killed even one person and got out on bail, I would be preparing for my murder trial, not celebrating, to each their own. Okay. Um, let's see, Chris says, in my opinion, everyone is a little racist, including me, because we all see color. People have a natural tendency to see people that are different than you as a threat. Everyone has that in their monkey brain. You can't help it. But truly believing that one race is different or better or superior or worse is the type of racism that people learn over time. I believe in the MLK philosophy. We are all the same. What matters is what kind of person you are, content of character. Treat people accordingly. God loves us all the same. We should love each other the same. We should. Christopher, I agree with a lot of what you said. Let me just tell you something. We don't live in Shouldville. And I'm not trying to be a dick right now. I'm not trying to, to break down everything that everybody's saying. I agree with that opinion. Of course we see color. People that don't see color or, or say that they don't see color are liars. You don't see stereotypes. When you see a guy walking down the street, pants are sagged down around his knees, and he's shuffling his feet, I know that's the, and, and the, if you want to make me racist, that's fine for this. And I don't care if you're white, black, pink, yellow, blue, yellow, green, chartreuse. I don't give a fuck what color you are. If you're walking down the street and you're in the mall and you got your pants hanging down, I'm going to look at you and go, that person right there is a fucking loser. There you go right there. I am not going to approach that person. I'm not going to talk to that person. That person could be the best person in the world, but they look like an idiot. If you want to go out and look like an idiot and act like an idiot, well, then it quacks like a fucking idiot. Now, does that make me a bad guy? That I don't want to waste my time with somebody who's got their pants hanging to the ground? Now, I could see a guy in a business suit, in a, in a fancy-dancy three-piece business suit. Once again, don't care if he's black, white, green, yellow, pink, chartreuse, or even mauve. Probably not going to talk to him either. You know why? Because I don't have anything in common with the guy in the suit. 
I don't. I don't wear suits. Not at all. I'm not going to go up to him. He could be the leader of a Fortune 500 company, and I still wouldn't approach him. You want to know why? Because I don't have anything in common with him. You see, this is what they've deemed what racism is. Is that if we look at people and we, we, we don't really associate. See, these people that want to live in this fairy tale world where we all get along and everybody's friends and all this kind of stuff, we're not. There are different groups of people. There are people that you want to hang out with, the people that you can associate with. This is why Chinatowns and Little Italy's were so popular in the formation of America. There's a place my, my dad got in. <laughs> I love telling this story about my dad. So my sister, who got married to an Italian fella almost 40 years ago, one of the nicest guys in the entire world. Seriously, this guy, this, this guy would, if you lost an arm in a car accident, he would probably offer to give you his. And he's Italian, big time Italian. And he comes from an area in St. Louis, Missouri, that is now referred to just simply as the hill. Now, my dad, who was born and raised in St. Louis, knows that as another term. The other term which was very popular for a long, long time, was Dago Hill. Dago is a very, very bad thing to call an Italian person. Okay? My dad, my dad, who who would not, I, he'd be deemed a racist in today's world due to the jokes that he told and the way that he talked. But once again, once again, we can go back to what Samuel L. Jackson said about Quentin Tarantino in the movie Django. When they asked, is Tarantino racist because he uses the N-word so many times? He goes, that's stupid. That's the era he grew up in. Or that's the era, that was the word of the times. Not Quentin Tarantino, but the era of that movie's times, they didn't have other words. They used the N-word. I'll say it, and if you guys want to say my father's racist, I would, I would, I would say go ahead, but... Just make sure you don't say it to my face because I'll knock you the fuck out. My dad said the N-word. Why? Because my dad grew up in the 30s and 40s when that word was acceptable. President Lyndon Baines Johnson used to refer to black people as negras. He bragged about giving negras the right to vote. Is that racist? I mean, it doesn't sound very racist to me if you're allowing people to vote for a word you say. But getting back to all this, my dad said, where are you from? And he says, you know, this street and this street. And he goes, oh, up on Dago Hill. And Jim was bummed by it, but Jim didn't walk out of the room. Jim didn't correct him. Why? Because Jim knew. That's my brother-in-law. Jim knew that my dad grew up in a time when they called it Dago Hill. Now, they don't call it that anymore. Okay. But when a 90-year-old guy calls it Dago Hill, you're going to call him a racist? 
And this is the world that we live in. Uh, let's see. UC murder trial, self-defense trial. I'd 100% be celebrating my freedom. Watch, though. He'll get acquitted, and people are going to freak out over he celebrates. Was OJ not allowed to celebrate his freedom? Which he did. Well, wait a second. Hold now, now, when we get back to OJ here, we talk about OJ. OJ was ridiculed for going out and going to nightclubs and doing all kinds of stuff. That's because we all knew he was fucking guilty as shit. But he wasn't guilty because he was black. He was guilty because he murdered people. Allegedly. Uh, I don't see where we disagree, big guy. I think we see. Oh, I, I agree with that, Christopher. I'm just saying. Uh, look. Look, Chris, this is what I'm saying. I, I'm saying that we live in this time now where people like us, and this is why you guys listen to this show. If I was offending you guys, you guys wouldn't be here right now. You guys are all smart enough to know that. I brag about you guys to people that I know that I have some of the smartest listeners in the entire world. Not necessarily have to be book smart. You are up on your current event. You're up on fucking knowledge and things like that. You guys are smart. Those places were also popular because white Anglos neither wanted nor allowed. My, yes, you're right about that. They didn't allow those. And But a lot of people moved to those areas, the Chinatowns and Little Italys, because there are groups of people that they could associate with, their culture, their ways. They didn't want to come to America and adhere to American ways. And I think that's where it all spreads out. Like, they come here to get a new start, and they don't want to learn the language. People have problems with that. I don't give a fuck. I don't care. You want to come to America to make your life better? Okay. But if you can't speak the language, your life ain't going to get better. And people are not going to like you. Sorry. Because they can't communicate with you. Until you can find an understanding with each other, you're going to have opposite uh, opposite views on things. Uh, if you only had a limited time and you were going to be free and you had a good chance of living the rest of your life in prison, how do you spend your last days of freedom? I, I, I would be out having fun eating cheeseburgers. Uh, Biden referred to the Negro League yesterday. He did. He did. But he referred to the Negro player first, and he got all kinds of bullshit for it. If he would have said Satchel Page, the great Negro League's pitcher, not one media person would have came out and said whoops. They wouldn't. Ratberger just texted when I was six or seven. Uh, I first heard the N-word used by any of my friends. I went home and said it. My dad looked at me and said, we don't use that word here. I stopped using that word about the time you were born because it's just a bad as the F word. Later, I asked my mom what the big deal was. I don't understand. She said, your dad used, used to use that word all the time, and things have changed, uh, and don't use it. I get it now. I'm okay with the reasons why, but you can't ban everything, and I agree with that. And, and that's, that's where we are. See, this is the thing. This is why I love you guys. This is why you guys are so smart. You guys are saying everything that's in my head. Yes. Times are changing. 
but we're running out of words. How many more words do we have to get rid of? Hangtown Jen says, it's funny, we have had different classes of society since the early 18th century. While our terminology has evolved over the years, there has, uh, for the most part, been different classes in society, different sectors of life. Why is it now, in, uh, in today's era, we can pretend that we're going to change this way of thinking? Why are we so butthurt over our class or our place in society? Every person has a role to play, every part of importance in some way. The only people that I think I'm better than are other broadcasters. You want to know why? Because I think I'm better at it than they are. That's who I think I'm better than. Now, is that allowed? I don't think I'm better than anybody walking the streets. I'm better at broadcasting than they are. Does that make me a bad person? Some angles will say yes, because you're never better than anybody. Well, that's not true. We have a lot of sports leagues that show that people are better at sports than every Tom, Dick, and Harry out there. I don't ever walk around thinking I'm better than somebody just because of the color of my skin. What does that have to do with anything? This is the thing I don't get, especially with racists. Well, I'm better than you because I'm white. How, how are you better than me just based on the color of your skin? You look at a lot of these fucking toothless wonders that are racists, and I'll pick on the honkies first. I'll pick on the Ku Klux Klan. Yeah, they take them hoods off. Most of them guys, have they have what's called summer teeth. Some are there, some ain't. A lot of them have meaningless jobs. Why? Because they're not smart enough to get better jobs. So you're going to tell me because you're white, you're better than, let's, let's throw in a, a Hispanic person who's a doctor. Well, I'll be the first one as a white person to say, no, you're not. Well, you're a race trader. I'm not a race trader. You're a fucking guy that shovels shit for a living. An admirable job, which I will go, thank you so much for shoveling shit because I don't have to. But if you come to my store and want to buy something and it's too expensive, I, I don't want anything to do with you. That Hispanic doctor comes to my store, well, they're a doctor. They're going to have more money than you. Now, am I saying money makes you better than anybody else? In my stores, if I'm a business, yes, absolutely. But to say that you're better than somebody just based on the color of your skin and that is it, that to me is what a that that to me is what a racist is. Clean and simple. That's what a racist is. Somebody who thinks they're better than somebody else based on the color of their skin. You don't know anything else about the other person that you're equating yourself to. But you look at him and go, look at that brown skinned person there. And then look at me, pearly white. I am so much better than they are. How do you fucking figure? 
I don't think I'm better than, but I know I'll try harder than, I'll work longer than, I'll commit more than, but better, no. I'm simply more me than, and well, less than others, it's life. It is. And by the way, by the way, if you're in any kind of business, and I tell, I used to tell this to interns, and I used to speak to, you know, classes about radio. I said, if you don't walk with that mentality that you're better than every other broadcaster out there, you're going to fail. You're not going to have a 30-year career. I'm going on 30 years of broadcasting. Now, it took me a while to get to that mindset. But once I got to that mindset, broadcasting became so much easier for me because I am better at it. Now, does that make me a better human being than you? No. makes me a better broadcaster. The end. How I use my pregnant pauses makes me a better broadcaster. Make me a better human being? No. I never said I'm a better human being than anybody. I'm a better broadcaster. Mike D says, to me, anyone who always sees color first and only is a racist. And that, my friends, is what the problem is today. It's always color sad. Well, I think we always have to see color. See, when, when I say I see color, I see color, I don't see stereotypes. If I see a black guy walking down the street, I'm not going to go, hey, man, you want some fried chicken? Because most of the time they'll take it. You know why? Because fried chicken is fucking delicious. I see a black guy walking down the street. Looks like a regular guy. I, I, I see that he's a black guy. That's all. I don't know anything else about him. I don't think that he's in a gang. If I see white people walking down the street, do I think they're in a militia? No. Don't anything about uh, nothing other than how to be a machinist. However, I do know that when someone feeds me a line of bullshit on any other subject, there you go. Betting everyone in here is better than a rapist, killer, child toucher, and animal abuser. Well, let me just say this right now. I'm not a better rapist than a rapist. I'm not a better killer than an actual killer. I'm not a better t- child toucher than an actual child toucher. And I'm not a better animal abuser than an animal abuser. So I'm not better than any of those people at what they do. And those people all have mental fucked up issues. Now, I'm not saying that people with mental fucked up issues are any less. But anybody who's willing to infringe on someone else's rights... I would like to think that I'm better than they are. And the reason is, is I don't want to infringe on your your pursuit of happiness, your liberty, or your life. That's what I see when, when I when I when I hear these things are mentioned. When I see somebody, I I, I can look at somebody and go, oh, that guy looks like a kid toucher. I have no idea if they're a kid touch or not, but most of the time it's just me trying to have some fun. I see a black guy walking down the street, I think fucking homo sapiens. When I see a white guy, same thing. When I see a woman in a wheelchair, I think I feel sorry for that fucking homo sapien, but blah, homo sapiens regardless. Get me back to my home planet. Well, you're right. You're absolutely right. 
Uh, all right, let's get back to the celebrity ass death match, shall we? Interesting conversation on today's show. A lot of fun, though. A lot of fun. Uh, all right, here we go. Um, first round, Dr. Pepper and Doc Brown made it to the, the Mount Rushmore of the greatest doctors of all time. So, here we go to figure out who joins Dr. Pepper and Doc Brown on the celebrity at Deathmatch. Mount Rushmore of Great Doctors. This is going to be a fun one. I, I, I think this round, especially the last one, the last one I think you guys are going to enjoy probably the most. But we'll see, because we're going to get to it right here and right now. Let's get it on! All right, here we go, ass family, in our first matchup. Boy, Raz, you missed a hell of a 90 minutes there. <laughs> Jesus. You're going to definitely have to go back and listen to that. Uh, all stem from one story. <laughs> but here we go. Our first matchup is set. World's greatest doctors. First one is Dr. Frazier Crane. From Cheers and the TV show Frazier, the psychotherapist. Good old Kelsey Grammer himself, Dr. Fraser Crane, taking on paging Dr. Faggot. Dr. Faggot. Stu from The Hangover. I know he's only a dentist, but I get to play this. Paging Dr. Faggot. Dr. Faggot. <laughs> so between Fraser Crane and Stu, ass family, who you got? This anymore. Dr. Faggot. Dr. Faggot. <laughs> he did not win. Dr. Fraser Crane moves on. Where are the greatest doctors? Dr. Jill and Dr. Fauci. <laughs> yeah, they ain't going to be on here. Uh, all right, here we go. A battle of the lady doctors, if you will. Ask family. I've got Dr. Meredith Gray from Gray's Anatomy taking on. Dr. Quinn, medicine woman. Dr. Quinn versus Dr. Gray. Ask family who you got. Queef. 
Derek, have a great weekend, my man. Looks like the Old West is going to prevail, ladies and gentlemen. Not only does she have a jewelry collection at Zales, but Dr. Quinn, medicine woman, moves on. Now a matchup of TV icons. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you the man that said, that is lower than a snake's belly in the mud. The one, the only, mustachioed man himself, Dr. Phil, taking on a guy who is actually talking about running for office next year, the one and only, Dr. Oz. Dr. Phil versus Dr. Oz. Ask family who you got. Dr. Nick Riviere was not one of the choices, but Dr. Phil was, and Dr. Phil kicked some ass. Now, I have two of these, the last two doctors, I am so proud of myself for this one, because neither of these guys are worth a shit. We have the one and only... Celebrity rehab doctor himself, Dr. Drew. Dr. Drew Pinsky taking on the man with the suicide plan, Dr. Jack Kevorkian. Dr. Drew, who most patients fucking relapse and then OD, and Dr. Kevorkian, whose patients, well, they all died. So... Dr. Drew versus Dr. Kevorkian, ass family, who you got? Stop this fight. This is ugly. It's gone out of control. My God. Dr. Drew didn't even stand a chance. Kevorkian kicked his ass. And now we have to get to the the, the, the last four that, that will go on to the mountain here. First matchup. A battle of sexes, if you will. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Dr. Fraser Crane taking on Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman. 
two TV doctors. One was an alcoholic. One was a woman in the Old West. Frazier versus Dr. Quinn. Ask family who you got. Coming down to the wire. We are neck and neck. We are tied, people. I need another vote from someone who hasn't voted. We're out of music, but we're tied. Speaking of the music, is no Dr. Indiana? No, no, no Dr. Indiana Jones. No, sorry. Sorry, he did not make the cut, but I still need a winner. Dr. Quinn! Dr. Quinn! Oh my God, what an upset! Who saw that one coming? Oh, my God. Dr. Quinn, medicine woman, is on the Mount Rushmore of doctors. Wow. Our final matchup. Be that that turd-sucking, leg egg-laying dog, Dr. Phil, taking on Dr. Jack Kevorkian. Dr. Phil versus Jack Kevorkian. Ask family. Who ya got?
waiting for a train on us feeling near as faded as my jeans Bobby thumbed a diesel down just before it rained and rode us all the way into New Orleans I pulled my harpoon out of my dirty red bandana I was playing soft while Bobby song that driver knew Freedom is just another word for nothing left to lose Nothing I mean nothing honey if it ain't free no, no. If feeling good was easy though when he sang the blues You know feeling good was good enough for me Good enough for me and my Bobby
stories that we have to get to but first this happened yesterday and this i'm marking my words right now today which is uh friday november 12th the la rams may miss the playoffs now there's a possibility that they'll miss the playoffs they ain't going to no super bowl i'll tell you that much right now because they signed Odell Beckham Jr. to their team yesterday. Mr. Overrated himself. Oh, the Browns. How bad is it when the Browns want to release you? If you're a good player and the Browns want to release you? That was not one of the teams on his original list, but he is going to the Rams. Oh, you don't like Volbeat. Okay. All right. Hey, I appreciate that. But it's a cover song, and I had to play covers today, so there you go. They'll still beat the Vikings on Sunday. I don't know. I, I man, See, this is the thing. Odell Beckham Jr. is such a tumor. Such a tumor that is cancerous for every team he's on. This guy, they, they, look, I, I, I'm just, I, I'm just gonna say right now. I think the Rams are stupid for signing him. I think this is a bad signing, and the Rams are going to regret it. And I can't wait. Neener, neener, neener. Now, getting on to the other stories. 
a judge has approved $626 million settlement in the Flint water case. They're still fighting over this? Those people need clean fucking water. Isn't this about 10 or 11 years old? They should be getting like $6 billion. Tens of thousands of Flint residents will be uh, provided $626.25 million for years of exposure to lead in their drinking water. The settlement reached here is a remarkable achievement, they say, for so many reasons. As an ad jumps on my screen. The people eligible to receive compensation from the settlement include adults who can provide proof of any injury as a result of lead exposure, children exposed to lead, and those who paid water bills. This is why you hold on to your fucking bills, people, in case something like this happens. Uh, The Attorney General, Dana Nessler, who we'll be talking about here in just a second... (laughs) She says, quote, we acknowledge that this settlement may not uh, completely provide all that Flint needs and that many will still feel justifiable frustration with the system. How about this? How about this? How about you give those people some new pipes and some fresh water? It was only six years. It seemed like a long, longer ago. 2014, the water source in Flint was switched from treated water in the Detroit to the Flint River in an effort to save money. So there you go. Flint, you're finally getting your your due. Hopefully you're getting clean water now. We lead the way in water. (laughs) Oh, that's funny. That is funny. Now, I talked about the Attorney General... The Attorney General of Michigan got into a little bit of problems last weekend or a couple weekends ago. Michigan's Attorney General, Dana Nessel, owned up to drinking too much at a Michigan State football game last month. This was when she was wearing Michigan apparel. She's a Michigan fan. She was at the Michigan State game where Michigan State upset the Wolverines. And I love this. Even it goes to politicians. She passed out at the game and was taken home in a wheelchair after she said, quote, I had two Bloody Marys on an empty stomach. No. Look, look. People, people, whenever whenever you get pulled over by a cop, have you been drinking? Yeah, I had two. Why does everybody always say they had two? Go back to live PD. Go back to cops. They all say two. She recounted on how she overestimated how much alcohol she could handle while tailgating. Including a lengthy Facebook post was a photo of herself at the game slumped in a seat in the stands. She said in order to leave the stadium, someone grabbed a wheelchair so it could prevent her from stumbling in the parking lot. Nestle, who was dubbed the incident Tailgate Gate, ended her epic tale by acknowledging her embarrassing behavior and promising to do better. 
They only remember the first and last drink. That's pretty good. I'll take that as an explanation. But I'll say this right now. As I, the pictures her passed out, Michigan hat on. She slumped down in a chair. Let, let, let's just let look. It's a gal who got hammered at a tailgate party. She's in a college setting. She got hammered. Nothing wrong with getting hammered, okay? She shouldn't have to uh, apologize for this. She wasn't. She has time off. She can do whatever she wants on her time off. I don't care that she got shit, you know, knee-knocking drunk at a college football game. Hell, if I could drink responsibly, I wouldn't go to college football games (laughs) because there I wouldn't drink responsibly. I would also get knee-knocking drunk. True story, if you've ever been to Nevada, to Mackey Stadium, if you go to the non-press box side, right about the, I don't know, the 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 northern end zone's 30-yard line or so, and you go all the way up to the top, well, the fence is a little bit lower up there to where you can vomit over the edge, and I have done that. My parents were so proud that day. She went to a college football game and got drunk. What's the big deal? Well, Arnie, she's the attorney general. Did she break a law? She didn't break a law. Uh, I mean, are you going to get her for public intoxication? She wasn't making a scene. She was sitting in her chair. She was drunk. Let the lady have her life. Come on. This is me standing up for alcoholics everywhere. Eh, she's fine. By the way, this is going to hurt her fucking political career so bad. It's still funny, though. Uh, All right, let's see. Uh, Bad news if your kid wants a PlayStation 5 this year. Outlook, not so good. I didn't even need to shake the Magic 8-Ball for that. The company says that they are going to cut production dramatically. They're only going to make about 15 million PlayStation 5s, which is a million less than what they were going to make. It's 16 million due to the fact that chips are hard to get to put into the PlayStation 5, which means this right here. Not only you got inflation to worry about, Okay, not only do you have shipping issues to worry about, okay, these are things that are going to cost you exponentially more. And now that PlayStation isn't making a lot of them, how much will this go up now in price? Oh, I I could see somebody selling one of these for at least $5,000 on eBay. Because somebody's got to get, you know, their kid a new PlayStation, new PS5. Got to get the new PS5. Otherwise, little Johnny. And I love it, too. I think it's fantastic. I think this is an awesome story. And, and it, it brings to mind the uh, yesterday when I was picking up my knives from the knife sharpening place. There's an old boy in there. He and I was talking. Well, they're getting my knives. 
he was talking about his knife collection. He had like 600 knives or whatever. I didn't ask, but, hey, he was going to tell me. So I'd be polite and listen to him. He was older than me, so I'll pay respect. So I'm listening to him. He goes, nah, I just got to get my damn grandson off those goddamn video games. It was fun to hear an old guy say, goddamn video games. (laughs) I just started laughing. I don't know what happened. Like, like it was my generation that first started the video game. Like, we had Atari. And let me tell you, all you kids today, if you got kids listening right now, good job. You're a fucking great parent to have them listen to me. I'm teaching them all kind of stuff. <laughs> 600 knives, someone's got a basement full of chain people. I know, right? Um, we had Atari. And let me just tell you, Never having video games before hooked up to your own TV. Look, we, we were, I am the golden age of video games. You would stand in line for hours at a time at whatever arcade or fucking grocery store that had video games. You would put your quarters on top saying that you had next for Defender or Tempest, <coughs> Dig Dug even. That's my generation, and it has led to what's going on now, where kids are staying in all day long and just playing video games. We actually went out. I don't know why. Fucking parents didn't want us in the goddamn house all damn day. And, I mean, we loved video games, too. I don't understand what the... What's happened to kids? Is it because parents think they'll be safer inside? They'll be safer inside playing video games and possibly being on the internet? Yeah, that's a wonderful idea. Arcades of the A's will never be rivaled for the term a good time. No, you're absolutely right. Arcades in the 80s, they, they were the best. You had your wall of pinball machines. That's where all the guys who grew up in the 50s and 60s were. Or who were born in the 50s and 60s, they all played pinball. And maybe you had one or two sit-down, like, pong machines. But, man, when you got going and you saw Paperboy, and you saw Joust, and you saw Donkey Kong, Pac-Man, Miss Pac-Man, Dig Dug, Centipede, Millipede, Defender, Tempest. You knew that you were going to have a good time. God, those were fun. And then you had an area that had like the ski ball and all that kind of stuff. Like, we, 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 there's a place here uh, in Rockwall called Shenanigans. That's where we go to throw axes. And they got, quote, unquote, an arcade in there. They don't really have any video games, though. Dave and Buster's don't really have video games anymore. We were the era of video games. Even the arcade at Florin Mall was the shiznit. Yeah, oh, fuck, man. Arcades were the truth. Missile Command. Heavy Barrel. That was a great game. But, but we went outside to... We did shit outside. We didn't live inside on the fucking video games. Like I said, I just don't get it. But, hey, now your kids aren't going to have to worry about it because there aren't any PlayStations. Ha-ha. 
I went primate, uh, primitive-ass Star Wars game with just the outline graphics. It was fucking triumphant, feeling like I'm in Star Wars fighting the Empire. Is that the one where you, you would fly and blow up the Death Star, where you'd have to shoot right and, and, and hit the Death Star? Yeah, I remember that one. That game was kick-ass. Uh, all right, let's see. All right, last two here. It, it, do you have a cat lover in your house? Because if you do, you can get them this really, really stupid app. Cat owners who love to take pictures of their furry friends now have a new excuse to pull out their smartphones. And it may actually help a cat. A Calgary, Alberta, eh? Animal health technology company, Sylvester.ai, has developed a new app called Tably. And the phone's camera can tell whether a feline is feeling pain. You see, it, are you feline okay? <laughs> the app looks at an ear and head position, eye-narrowing muzzle tension, and how whiskers change to detect distress. Ooh, video game Mount Rushmore. Holy hell. We are definitely writing that one down. Video games. Now, now look, this is a stupid app. You, you, you take a picture of your damn cat, and it says if it's happy or not or not. Let me just tell you. Let me, let me finish the story real quick. Cats are never in a good mood. The end. Now, these will be arcade video games. Not Nothing PlayStation, nothing like that. We're talking arcade video games. I am down with that for next week. Definitely down for that one. I like that one, Mike D. Good choice there, buddy. You want to buy an app that you think you're going to be able to tell if your cat's okay? For fuck's sake. How would the app work on this one? Arcade only, I agree. Okay, all right. Then we'll do that. And it's got to be video. No pinball. No skee-ball. It's got to be a video game. Pinball was never a video game. Yeah, 80s arcade era only. Okay, I'm down. I'm down with that. Oh, what was that one called with the uh, Dragon's Lair? You remember that? how shitty that game was? They had like a cartoon in it. If you went the wrong way, like you died. I was I sucked at that game. Dragon's Lair. Oh, I hated that fucking thing. All right, here we go. A house cat tested positive for the bubonic plague. Yeah, is that app going to show you that? You're going to take a picture of the thing and the thing's going to go like, your cat's got the plague. Happened in October. I knew cats were evil. I knew it. Carrying around the bubonic plague. The cat was from Evergreen, Colorado, about 20 miles south of Denver. Health officials said it's the first case of the plague in the county this year. They think the cat got it from a rodent, likely a rat. Well, the plague is a serious disease, and cases of animal-borne disease in household pets is never something we like to see. It's normal. 
Yeah, it's normal until Anthony Fauci gets there and says, here, I need a vial of that. See if we can mix it with this and see what happens. But uh, the, the, the <laughs> we're going to have a plague outbreak, and Anthony Fauci will be like, well, I, I don't know where it started. And everybody's going to be like, it started in Wuhan, you dick. comes from your sienna pestis bacteria which can be found all over the world but can be spread through animals such as rats and rodents and humans which resulted in millions of death in europe africa asia during the 1300s here's an idea oh wow you found a cat that has a plague then you what, what you do is you, you you get one of them them bomb things that you know when the bomb squad shows up and they pull out whatever suspicious device it is, and they put it in there, and they detonate it. They blow it up. Well, that's what you do with this cat. You see, you put the cat in there, and then you blow it up, and then you burn it all. Then that way we ain't got the plague no more. Crisis averted. Thank you. I will take my Nobel medal now. And if you ask me, Arnie, what did you win a Nobel Prize for? I will tell you, for blowing up a cat. Or depending on who I'm around, saying, I blew up a pussy. That's what I won the Nobel Prize for. Blowing up pussy. I know, I'm an idiot. I'm so dumb. That was pretty funny, though. Uh, All right, let's get to it. We got to finish up this uh, Mount Rushmore right now. So, ladies and gentlemen, without any further ado, here we go. The finals. Oh, the Mount Rushmore of Doctors. We have Dr. Pepper, Doc Brown, Dr. Quinn, Medicine Woman, and the tall Texan himself, Dr. See who wins in our first matchup, Ass Family. Oh, boy, is this one tough. We have the legendary soda made by an actual pharmacist here in the great state of Texas. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Dr. Pepper taking on a man who invented a time machine and then used garbage to run the time machine in later films, Great Scots, Doc Brown, Ronald Ray, the actor? Doc Brown versus Dr. Pepper, ass family, who ya got?
Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, I'm a pepper. You're a pepper. Wouldn't you like to be a pepper too? Dr. Pepper moves on. And will face the winner of this matchup. Jane Seymour played the actor that was the actress that played this woman on the Wild Frontier. She played Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman. Going up against someone that was appointed by the Lord Oprah herself. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Dr. Phil. Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman versus Dr. Phil. Ask family. Who? Yeah, got. Christopher, have a great day, my friend. somebody to vote after Braddy Kidd. Who will it be? Will it be Dr. Phil or Dr. Quinn, medicine woman? I don't have a winner yet. I don't have a winner yet. Dr. Quinn! Oh, my God! Fred! Fred, you picked Dr. Quinn. You're a lady. All right, so the matchup now is set to see who the face of the Mount Rushmore of doctors will be. Will it be Dr. Pepper? Or will it be Dr. Quinn, medicine woman? Dr. Pepper, Dr. Quinn, ask family, who ya got? Ring, 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 banana phone. Ring, 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 a banana phone. I've got this feeling so Sing, sing! Ring, 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 banana phone. Ding, dong, ding, dong, ding, dong, ding, banana phone. It grows in bunches. I've got my hunches. It's the best, beats the rest. Cellular, modular, interactive, modular. Thank you, ring, Mike. Ring, I appreciate ring, that. Ring, Thanks ring, for ring, sending me those. Banana phone. Banana phone It's no baloney It ain't a phony My cellular Bananular phone Ladies and gentlemen The face of the Mount Rushmore of doctors is Dr. Pepper 10, 2, and 4 is Dr. Pepper time Ladies and gentlemen That does it for another week of shows Thank you so much for being here each and every day this week. 
I appreciate it. We will be back on Monday. Same Arnie time, same Arnie channel. Remember, if you go out this weekend, you're going to go partying. Don't be like the Michigan Attorney General and be drug around in a wheelchair places. Get Uber, get a Lyft, get home safe, please. And remember that every room you walk in is better. Why? Because you are in there. So until Monday, have a fantastic weekend, everybody, and adios. Hey, Francis, I don't know about you, but I kind of need a break. Maybe a trip or something. Fly me to the moon. Let me play up there with those stars. Let me see what spring is like on Jupiter and Mars. In other words, hold my hand. In other words, baby, kiss me. Fill my heart with song and let me sing forevermore. You are all I long for, all I worship and adore. In other words, in other words, please be true. In other words, I'm in love with you. me fill my heart with song let me sing forevermore you are all I long for all I worship and adore in other words please be true in other words in other words in other words What is yes? What is yes? What is yes? You've been listening to the Arnie State Show at ArnieRadio.com. Stop it! Stop it! Stop! 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 Stop talking! Um, I I did just want to take a moment to thank everybody. Goodbye now. I am going to go get late. Goodbye. See you tomorrow. Goodbye. Bye. He's done. That's what's happened. It's over. He's finished. Law enforcement is outside waiting to arrest him.